My grandfather was a fetish priest. And at the age of six years, he took me to stay with him so that he took me the ways, the ways of the gods. So after he dies, I inherit him. He died in 1975. But when I was staying with him, I was, I knew, I was about six years, but I knew what they were, they were doing was wrong. So I ran away to my father. And my father was a preacher in the Assemblies of God Church. That's where they, they baptized me because they, 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 they thought I was saved because uh, I was doing well in the Sunday school. And so they baptized me, but after I saw that, there's something wrong with me. I had a bad thing in me. And my father would not allow you to go anywhere. So, but he died at the age of 46. My father died at the age of 46. He died very early. But at last, I was able to find around to be able to fix what was wrong with me. And there was a preacher who was preaching in one of the places an open door crusade. And he preached and asked us to seek the Lord. That's where I got saved. And I, I went to Nigeria and uh, it's there in Nigeria that I had a call to preach. I was summoned before a fetish and they were about to kill me. That is where uh, I got the, the urge to preach. Then when I came back, I started preaching. And so I've been preaching for the past 39 years. So I thank the Lord for saving my soul. So if you are here and you are lost, please take me as an example. Somebody whose family were worshiping idols. And uh, when I was young and I was, when I was growing, every house in my hometown had an idol. But nowadays, people are seeking God, and the, most people are throwing their idols away. But in my family, there are still the idols there. Some of the people are still worshipping alligators in a lake. So, I'm here that the Lord has called me and saved me and uh, put me in the right church. Because where we were, they will ask you to come, raise up your hand, and say you are saved, and they baptize you. So if you are here and you, you, are, you, you have not been saved, please seek the Lord for your, for your soul. Tonight, I would like us to open our Bibles to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 6, verse number 16. Thus said the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way, and walk therein? And ye shall, ye shall find rest for your soul. But they said, you will not walk therein. This night I'm talking on the subject, the old paths. God has been working, working and uh, doing things in the old ways. God never changes. So, but the Bible says, when the prophet gave that instruction, 
the people say we will not walk therein. As now, many people are departing from the old ways. I've enumerated some steps in the old ways where God had never departed. The first one is the way of salvation. The way of salvation has, has been there ever since. No one has ever been saved without going through Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, it says he saves to the utmost those who come through Jesus Christ to God and uh, he lived to make intercession for them. Jesus, even before Jesus, the, the birth of Jesus Christ, there were patriarchs like Abraham, Job, and those people. But they were, he was there before the world was created. You know, the Bible says a son was given and a son was born. It means he was there even before the creation of the world. So no, nobody has ever gone to heaven without the mediation of Jesus Christ. So the way of salvation has been only one. That's if they tell you that you are saved, as I was told when I was young, you actually know that when you are not saved, you actually know it. So if you know that there is a vacuum, there is a void in you, and you are not saved, it's better to seek the Lord right now. Yeah, because God's mercy has limits. Yes, God will deal with you to, a, uh, to a some point, but he will not deal with you anymore. And I, I read my Bible, and the Bible tells me that there is a sin against the Holy Spirit. And there are so many ways that we can say it. But one thing I believe is that one sin against the Holy Spirit is convicting your, convict, uh, stifling your conviction. If you feel like you need to seek the Lord, you don't have to stiffen yourself. You need to seek the Lord because the way of salvation is only one. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 that there is no, there is no name under this earth, under the sun, that has given to men to be, to be saved, except the name Jesus Christ. So the way of salvation has been the old, one of the old ways that God has never departed. There are many people right now in many places that they believe in that, 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 that system they call the old believism. And uh, I've known even a Baptist, a, a Baptist who went through uh, seeking the Lord, but he said, oh, no, he, not, he will not allow her children to do the same. They just want you to raise up your hand and they tell you you're safe, whilst you know that there's something wrong with you. Because we have to know that you are safe. And so, tonight, one way in the old past that God has never departed is the way of salvation. So, there is only one way, and anybody who wants to go to heaven has to go through Jesus Christ. There are so many religions in this world. We have the Islam, uh, our Christian, and so many things, so many ways, so many religions. But Christian religion is the only religion that I know if somebody wants to be saved, he has to go through Jesus Christ because he is the mediator. And if you 
don't grow through the divinity of Jesus Christ, you can never be rightly saved. And uh, the next, next one I'm talking about is the way of holiness or righteousness. If we have believed in the Lord, we have to be have to walk in the, in the way of righteousness. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says, without holiness, no one can enter into heaven. So, there's another way that the Lord has never departed, even from the, or the, the, from the time of old up till now. God has never departed from that way. If we are Christians, and if we, we say we are saved, then we have to walk in the right paths. We have to be righteous. We have to walk in holiness. The Bible says a, right, a righteous person, uh, there is anything that he needs, God will provide. But the, the, those who are wicked, the, the guilty ones, the, person, the thing that he's not even expecting will come on his way. So there is no other, there, there is no other way than the way of righteousness. Because if one says he's holy, if, if he's saved, he must walk in righteousness. That will depict, that will show the person, that will show that the person is really saved. Amen. James talks about works. We believe that works never save anybody. But if you are saved, you have to show by your works. Because if you, are, you say you are saved, it's within you. And what must come out to show to other people is that you do, you walk in righteousness and everything that you do must be holy. The Bible says we must be holy because God is holy. And the, another way is the way of prayer. Right now, we've, we've seen uh, Christians, most Christians don't never pray. I've read about a story uh, in England. There is a church called the English church. About 600 and something churches have, have died away, has, has become redundant. And the Muslims' uh, mosque has been built in these places. Right now, Christians, most Christians are idle. And we can see, especially in my place, I, when Easter is coming, you can see uh, church members in a car or in a bus. And uh, you see, they write conventions, and they are going to conventions, and they, they, they go there, do many things. But I've never seen a church in a, in a bus or something that they say there is going for prayer. We go for singing, we go for different things, but prayer is the only way of the Christian to, to be able to speak out to God. God speaks to us through the Bible. We speak to God through prayer, and we speak for God through evangelism. So prayer is a way that we must not depart from. Prayer must be our watchword. Prayer must, we must pray all the time. There's a story about a Muslim who met a Christian. And said, when Gabriel uh, gave the message to Muhammad that they should pray about 40 times. And he begged Muhammad to uh, it came to five times. So if you see a Muslim, even if he's, he's traveling, he will just stop in the way. When it's time for prayer, they will pray. But the Christian replied that we pray all the time. 
We pray. The Bible says we should not cease in prayer. So we pray all the time. And so prayer is one of the old ways. Though one has uh, those, of, uh, those people of old, they were people of prayer. I read about John Finney. I read about the, the James, who was the, the, brother, the uh, brother of Jesus. He was, he, he was killed in Egypt. That when they removed her, her spies, they saw that his need was very hard. And they nicknamed him the, uh, they nicknamed him the Camel's knees because he was, his knees were very hard because he was a, a people of prayer, a man of prayer. And so, as we are saved, we only talk to God by prayer. And we, I believe that each one, of, each one of us has a problem. Nobody has it all. No matter how, if you are in this world, you must, you must have a, a problem. And a way to present the problem before God is through prayer. So as Christians, we need to pray. We need to pray. We, know, we don't have to joke with our prayer. The next one I'm talking about is the way of evangelism. The Bible tells us to go through the world, starting from Jerusalem to Judea, to, uh, to Samaria, to Judea, to the utmost parts of the world. That each and every one of us must witness, must go. Not, not everybody can preach, but everybody has a witness, especially we, the missionary Baptists. We have a way. We know that uh, we are saved and we have something to say about it. So if you, if you don't witness, if you don't tell your experience to people, then it means uh, you are, as I said, you are suffering your, your conviction. So evangelism is another way of the old. People of old, they evangelize. I believe that any one of here was evangelized by somebody. Somebody told you about Christ before you got saved. And so if you get saved, you need to also serve. You need to also get somebody saved. Not you alone. Not you, you can't save the person by yourself. But by witnessing to the person, I know it, 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 it will be good saved. Because I know of a, a missionary Baptist who used to always give his testimony, her testimony. And his husband was a church of Christ. Whenever he said he's saved, the man would also say he's saved. But the man actually knew that he was not saved. And there was a time that they were having a revival, and he invited the husband. The husband got under conviction and got saved. The, the man actually said that whenever the wife says he's saved, and also he also says the same thing, it's, you know he was lying. So by witnessing to somebody, because each and everyone has something to say, if Christ has saved you, the way that you've got saved, you need to tell somebody about it. So the world, I think the world right now has about 8 billion population. About two-thirds of the population are Christians. In Ghana, 
we also we all say we, we say that the country is a Christian country. We are about seventy percent Christians. But those who are practicing Christians, those who really are Christians, are just few. And so, we being Christians, we need to spread the word. Right now, uh, if you go on net, China is about 1.4 billion population. But Christians in, in China is about 7%. So, we need to go. And I thank the Lord for, for you people for allowing yourself to, 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 to help missionaries to, to take the, the, the gospel to many places. Though if we can't go by ourselves, if we provide a dime to help somebody to go, we have a blessing in it. And then even the next person, the, the person in your neighborhood, the person, the next, the, your neighbor who is the, next to your door can, can be preached to. The Bible says we should go to the world and we should tell the, the good things that Jesus has done for us. If Jesus saves you today, even today you have something to, to say about him, something good to say about him. So the way of evangelism has been neglected. The Bible says we should go to the world. That is the greatest commission. Starting from Jerusalem, that is our acquaintances, our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, our wives. We need to preach to them. When it is, it's difficult to knock on somebody's door and begin to preach to the person, but what about somebody who is very close to you? Somebody who is your family member? If you begin to evangelize to those people, then we are doing the work of God and we are on the old path. God is, doesn't change. He has been doing the same thing right from the beginning. And so if we are saved, we need to at least evangelize, at least tell about our salvation. Another way uh, of the old path that I enumerated is the way of fellowship. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking our getting together, we, we should exhort one another, we should come together and fellowship. Because if you say you stay in your house and uh, you humility right and you serve God in your own house, I don't think it will be proper. You won't grow. You need encouragement. You need to exhort one another from, from among us. We need to come together and to be able to exhort. Uh, I, I know in the, on, the, uh, on the covenant, they said we should be our brother's keeper. So we need to come together. We need to fellowship with one another, as the Bible says. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 17, God has given many invitations in the Bible, but that's one I call it the last invitation. The Bible says, let the Spirit say, come. And let the bride say, come. The bride is the church. And whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. Whosoever consists of everybody. It doesn't set any limitation on anybody. The black, the white, the poor, the rich, everybody. So anybody who comes, let him take the water of life freely. That's what the Bible says. So we need to talk to one another. We need to reach one another. And so we need to fellowship together so as to help ourselves. If somebody says he loves God and your neighbor 
who is very close to you is in need and you, you have something and if you, don't, if you don't love your neighbor, I don't think there is something to show that you love God. So if you come together, then we know our problems. We know how to help ourselves. To be our brother's keeper, we need to exhort one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to pray for one another. So another way is a way of fellowship. The Bible says in second, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it said, those people of old, those first church, they, when they come together, they come for breaking of bread, fellowship, and prayer. And so if you are here and you are saved, this is a way that God has never departed from since the time at the time of old, he has been on the same path. The Bible tells us to get together. No matter how strong you are in the faith, if you don't relate to one another, if you don't fellowship together, you'll never grow. So getting to one another, uh, getting uh, meeting together, fellowshipping together, make us grow. And uh, another way is the way of the breaking of bread, communion. There are many people who, are, who says they are saved, but they don't join the church. And uh, when it comes to communion, they just sit back. And I know that if we, God saves us and moves us from here to heaven, the first thing that we're going to do is to sit at the table of God. We are going to have fellowship together. We are going to eat together. We have going to dine with those patriarchs and those people of old, those who have already gone. And so, if here we are having communion, we are having the Lord's Supper, and uh, you, 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 you don't take part, then I don't know uh, when you, you, you'll be able to go to heaven and when we are fellowshipping together, you, 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 you can be part of it. So, the two ordinances that God gave is communion. That is the Lord's Supper and baptism. Some people have been saved, but they refuse to be baptized. And this has been the, the way, the old ways. This has been the old ways. God has never departed from this, this, this old, these ways. So if you are here and you are saved, be baptized and join the church. And when it's communion, when it's Lord's Supper, you, you take part. And so, there are so many things I, would, I, I, I can talk about, but this is the, 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 the ways, the, this is the, what I've enumerated on the old ways. This is the old way that God has never departed from. And so, if you are you, 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 you are saved and uh, you don't go by the way that I'm talking about, then I don't mean that you have your own religion. I don't know if you sit by the bar of God. I don't know what you are going to, you are going to give. You need to go by the old ways. And so I, I prepare a message for, for the youth. I thought that the young people are coming, but I don't know there's the whole church. And so for the young people, let me 
get into that debate. But the young people, there's a battle for the young right now. Because the devil, for those of us who are old, those who are 60 years and above, anything that you did in your youth, you can be converted, you can be, you can be, you can be converted. But anything that you did is irreversible. You can't reverse it. So the devil is actually serious about the youth. So if you're young, I'm pleading with you that there is a battle going on with the youth. So if you're young, you choose God. Because if you choose Satan, the repercussions are so heavy. Anything that you do, it will go against you when you are old. Because if I choose something from when I was young and now I've been addicted to it, I can be converted. I can, I can, I can, I can get saved and, I mean, heaven will be mine. But what has happened in my life can never be changed. Something that the, the, the God is actually for, the, the soul of a person, that God is not after anything on this earth except the soul. And he actually attacks the young. So if you're young, any choice that you make right now, you pay for it when you are old. Those of us who are old now, now the, the devil doesn't, doesn't trouble us anymore. Because anything that you, have, you, you did, it has you have, you have, it, the repercussions are against you right now. If we ask our people of old, you know, many people who choose not to do the right thing, there are many things that are against us. I know of a guy who, he was about 15, and he promised himself that when he reaches by the age of 21, he will change uh, women 200, he, will, he, he want to make uh, something like a history. He will, he will take women 200 of them before he reaches the age of 21. And by the age of 20, he was already destroyed. He was, an, uh, he was learning architecture in, 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 in college. But by the age of 20, I don't know whether his ambition was fulfilled. He was ruined completely. So, if you're young, this is the time that you have to choose, choose God, because it's God and Satan. And the soul of a young man is very important, because something that God is craving for, that he sent his son to die for your soul. And the devil is not after anything on this earth but the soul. Because if he gets your soul and even give you the whole world, the Bible says it is worth nothing. The Bible says if you get the whole world and loses your soul, what shall it profit you? I mean, there is nobody who has ever gained the whole world. But some people have even gotten part of it. Some people, somebody like Alexander the Great, he was very young. At the age of 32, he died. But 
He was commanding millions of soldiers. And when he was dying, he was, he, he was envying a, a peasant on, on, in the bush. Those people who live in the bush and the rare animals and other things, he said they're even better than him. When he died, he said they should put him in a coffin and let the best doctors be the undertakers to carry him. And they should spray uh, dust of gold and silver along the way. And they should leave his hand to dangle by the, by the coffin, telling people that he brought nothing into this world. He was so powerful. He ruled the world. He conquered the world at the age of 32. He was very young. But with a step of his hand, you see millions are running. He has a palace of about 15 miles square. But when he was dying, there's nothing that could save him. So if you're young, I'm pleading with you that choose and choose the right thing. It's God and Satan. There is no sitting on the fence. There is no in the middle. You can't either... You can't say, I'm here or I'm not here. You can't be in the middle. Either God or Satan. So, for the youth, that is the message I'm giving you. For those of us who have already chosen our lives, as at now, the devil doesn't care about us. He doesn't care because what you have chosen has repercussions. If somebody chooses to be a drunkard, if he chooses to be, to be drinking, when you, when you become old, nobody will tell you not to drink because you will not drink again. By then, your liver must, must even be, be, be affected. And so any path that you choose to follow as a young person, you need to follow the right path. You need to follow God. And so as I'm bringing my message to close, I just want to tell you that, take me as an example. God is the creator. That we were worshiping creatures. In Africa, there were human sacrifices. There were so many things that we were doing. We knew God, but we used something to represent God. We either worship a river or a tree to represent God. But now, everybody is turning. God has been faithful. Those of uh, our fathers who have, who have gone over... We don't know. But right now, most people, every house that I said in my hometown that were worshiping idols, right now, nobody is worshiping idols. So we are all turning. So if you are born into a good church like this, here I've seen heroes. I've seen a room where children, those in the, in, in the, in the cradle, they, 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 they are even uh, taught. So you'll be taught right from when you were young, so when you grew. And so if you are not saved, I'm pleading with you that seek the Lord. Recently, when in one of our, uh, one of our missions, a woman who is over 100 years got saved. And it's wonderful because it, it, when, when you grow old and you get uh, sermons upon sermons, your you, you heart becomes hardened. There will be a time that no sermon will ever arouse you. There is no sermon that will be preached. Rabbi Rising always uh, 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 gives a kind of example. He said, if you 
remove your shoes and start walking on the bare, bare ground, you see the, the, the sole of your feet will, will hurt because the stones will prick you. But if you continue to walk like that for a month, the sole of your feet becomes so, so hard. And if you step on thorns, you can even, not even feel it. So if you're young, when, when we, we ask people when they get saved, most people get saved when they are very young. But if you grow very old and you are not saved, it will be very hard. So when that woman got saved at the age of 100, we were jubilating. I was here in 2020 when I heard the woman had died. We got saved when I was, we were there. So about, he served God for about three years and he died. So you could have died lost because there is no way that you can choose the, the wrong way and uh, you be able to amend your, your, your ways anymore. You, you may be converted, you may seek the Lord and uh, be, be, uh, find salvation for your soul, but the way that you took, you cannot change it. So I thank you for allowing me to come. Thank Dr. Collins and his family for what they have been doing for me. Through 2020, I got stuck here. I came here and I lived more than six months. And after six months, any tourist who came, because we are getting a tourist visa, any who comes, by, by six months, you have to go back. But after six months, I had COVID. So I could not go. I was admitted in the hospital. And before I get out, I overstayed. So last year, when I wanted to come, they, 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 they said I could not come. I was even lucky that they threw me there. Because if I had come and I could not enter the country, it would have been a big problem. So they asked me to go for another visa. And Dr. Collins sent me all the papers of my being in the hospital, how uh, he paid for those expenses and other things. And I went to Vegas, and I got another, another visa. So I've, I've got another five years. Because I, 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 did, I need not to go for another visa. Because if my visa expires, I have to send it just by DHL, and they will renew it. But this time, I have to go in person. So pray for us. Pray for my wife, especially. For my wife right now is bedridden. 2016, I came here with my wife. When we went back, just after one month, he had stroke. And he had been having that for six years. But he was walking. He was limping. He was uh, walking not exactly as he used to walk, but it was good. But just recently, she got sick again. And now she's in wheelchair. So pray for me and uh, my children. I have eight children. Since I saved and two are not saved. My eldest is 44 years, and my youngest is 19. There is, another, there is one who is 35 who is not saved. So anytime that you get your news, you remember it. You also, uh, we know that you also need prayer, so we also remember you. Thank you so much.